Now, I think we all hope that when we make a donation to a cause, we really hope it will make a difference, right? I mean, of course, every little bit helps, but sometimes a donation can really be life-changing. And that's what we are hearing about with this $20 million donation from the Diamond family to St. Paul's Hospital. Now, we talked about it quite a bit in the last couple of days. We talked about it with Rob Shaw, the difference this will make in the kind of health ministry. It's going to mean a whole new way of dealing with addiction and treatment, something very different from the way the current system deals with addiction. And it's inspired by the Diamond family's own story. So let's learn about why this is so unique and special. Dr. Shaw, Jonah Nolan is with us now, head of Providence Healthcare's Division of Addiction at St. Paul's Hospital and a clinician scientist with the BC Centre on Substance Use. Dr. Nolan, thank you so much for joining us. Good morning. How life-changing is this donation going to be, do you think? I mean, it's, it's incredible, to put it bluntly. You know, this is a significant investment in a new way of offering substance use care and services. And um, I know myself and my team at St. Paul's Hospital is so incredibly grateful to the Diamond Family and Foundation. Their generosity and commitment to addressing substance use disorders has really been the catalyst in terms of allowing us to approach how we can offer addiction care in a better, more effective, more evidence-informed way. And why is it so personal for them? Because just listening to them and reading about it, it is very clear this is personal to them. Yeah, I mean, I think the courage and the bravery that the Diamond family has displayed in terms of sharing their very personal story of their son and brother, Stephen, who died of a fentanyl overdose, is outstanding. And we need to hear more stories like this. The fact that Stephen wasn't able to access the resources that he needed at the time really signifies that there is such a powerful intensity that um, is associated with the disease of addiction. And really, no matter how much money or resources you have, um, there are people who just can't escape the throes of it. And so I think, you know, this was really important for them to honor Stephen in a way that they felt as though they could do some good and, and you know, try to exhibit a, a system transformation change so that others, families and loved ones can escape the sorrow and the sadness and the grief that they had experienced. So what is going to be different then about this system versus the way we do things now? Yeah, so in our current system, there are addiction services available, but the challenge is that they're really not coordinated in either an evidence-informed or a comprehensive way. And so government has been very good about dedicating resources to expanding both harm reduction and treatment services But the road to recovery model that the Diamonds have invested in is about not just increasing local treatment capacity by building almost 100 new beds at at St. Paul's Hospital, but more importantly, working with our community partners who are already offering addiction services, bringing everyone to the same table, centrally uh, accessing services, so making sure there's one single point of entry for anyone who's interested in accessing addiction services, And then um, coordinating care referral pathways. So, you know, if I see a patient in clinic and they're interested in going to a bed-based treatment program, um, our social worker or a member of our interdisciplinary team will spend a significant amount of time calling various different treatment providers to see if there's a bed available. And what we hope to accomplish through the Road to Recovery is eliminating that inefficiency in time and uh, making sure that 
existing addiction treatment providers um, can come together and there's a coordinated pathway to treatment services so that in the end, any individual who's interested and willing and motivated to access addiction care can do so. But equally importantly, we can make sure that people are accessing the right level of services at the moment they're interested in accessing it. Now, Dr. Nolan, the way you describe it there, I think, well, why aren't we doing this already? Like, it seems so (laughs) simple and so obvious. So why aren't we doing that already? That's a great, great question. So whenever I explain this, I use, you know, the existing system of care we have to uh, treat other chronic relapsing diseases. So, you know, a heart attack is a great example. Someone at home develops chest pain and the general public has been really well educated around what the signs and symptoms of a heart attack are. And so an ambulance gets quickly called before the ambulance even arrives in the emergency department. They've already radioed ahead to let them know that their heart attack patient is on the way you know, a huge interdisciplinary team meets them as they're wheeled through the door. Their blockage is, you know, removed in the cath lab. They're enrolled in an outpatient rehab program. And really, irrespective of where that heart attack happens in the province, there already is a system of care to link people to the services that they need when they need it. And that's what we're trying to build throughout the province of British Columbia. The addiction treatment system is just so far behind in terms of having an integrated and seamless structure, but we're hoping that through this donation and through the road to recovery model of care, we'll be able to build that and make sure that, you know, irrespective of where someone is, you know, the moment they raise their hand and they're interested in accessing addiction care, there's a system in place that will envelope them and actually will make it difficult for them to fall between the cracks and, and, and continue to support them longitudinally as they need it uh, through their recovery journey. Okay, now we've talked about this, I feel like, Dr. Nolan, for years, right? And I've always used the example of if you have a heart attack, you get put into the heart attack stream. You have cancer, you get put into the cancer stream. The system doesn't let you go. But up until now, if you've overdosed and overdosed repeatedly, there, the system has not held on to you. Yeah, there is no stream, and that's what we're trying to build. So, um, you know, there should be a stream similar to heart attacks and kidney disease and critical care conditions. There should be a really robust structure of care. Um, Healthcare providers who offer substance use services across the province should be linked and networked in, in some official way. And, you know, there should be ongoing work between each of the different health authorities to make sure that people can access the type and level of services that they need. Do you think this could be a model then for, like, you know, a bigger rollout here? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I think one of the advantages of the new Road to Recovery model is that we're working with the BC Centre on Substance Use to undertake a parallel evaluation. And so we will be collecting data and using that data to inform as we move forward what's working, what's not working, how do we need to pivot And through all of that work, the hope is that we'll be able to use this knowledge gained in an evidence-informed way to to inform how we scale up and implement other types of models like this across the province. How long until this gets up and running, Dr. Nolan? How long before somebody will feel the impacts of this? Well, we've been doing a lot of behind-the-scenes work, so it's not just like it's all starting this week. We've been working with Providence Healthcare and A lot of the different partners, including Vancouver Coastal Health and the Regional Addiction Program, the BC Centre on Substance Use, our Indigenous Wellness Team, it's been ongoing for, you know, a while now. And we are hopeful that our first beds will start to open in the fall of this year. Um, The 100 new beds or 95 new beds will be opened in a phased approach. 
Um, but, you know, really patients will start to benefit from this new model of care uh, as early as this fall. Oh, I hope so. Thank you so much for your time. You're so welcome. Have a good morning.